Welcome back to The Good Mom. Today, we're going to be talking about potential mental load of fathers. Carmen's throwing this at me, so let's see what happens. I shall take the lead. (laughs) Okay, so basically, Nick and I were out for dinner the other night, and something that I have started doing um, as the years get on with our marriage is, and I think it has to do with because I am such a, I don't want to say needy, but it helps me, uh, is what's basically what I do is every like couple of weeks I'll go to Nick. So how are you? What stress level are we at? Like, what's our family dynamic? Are you happy? Are you happily married? Do you love me? (laughs) That sounds crazy. But it gives us this like opportunity to be like, okay, well, actually X, Y, and Z is bothering me. Whether it's him telling me that he's stressed about something or me saying to him, I feel like not as loved as last month. And it he he could happily go without the conversations, whereas I need it. Like I feel like maybe it's reassurance for me to know that we're okay. And if there's anything, tell me now. Like kind of like a a safe space to be honest without me getting emotional because I can get like quite upset if I think something's wrong or if I thought like he was upset at me I get very like what you're upset at me now I'm upset because you're upset at me type thing (laughs) anyway so yeah we touch base and so last night at dinner I said to him like oh um we just we as like normally I think we normally end up our conversation comes up to like our future and what we want to do and money and money is a big topic in our household of course. um so a lot of everyone knows I think at this point is that I was a stay-at-home mom and still predominantly am for going on almost eight years now and um we were talking about like money and my visa situation because I have a Canadian passport. He's got a British and we want to settle in the UK. And he was like, I don't know how it came up, but he was like, I don't think that you often um, understand the pressure that I have. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, so tell me like what I said, well, if you listen to my podcast, (laughs) You would have heard me say that in one of the first episodes that I do underappreciate him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, but tell me. And he was like, well, I can't, I can't ever quit my job or nothing can, can ever go wrong with my job because he has three people that are dependent on him financially for mm-hmm. a roof over their head for like, let's just even say like our, um, what do you call it? Retirement. Like mm-hmm. he is financially responsible for every single one of us. And he was like, if something goes wrong, like we are like f- screwed. He was like, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I could support you guys. I don't know how I would send the girls to university. Because one of the things that like I have uh, wanted to or I hope to do is to pay for the university mm-hmm. because I saw the debt that he was in. And the stuff that we had to pay to get out of that. Whereas my mom, my mom was lucky enough that she was able to afford it. She only had me. She worked her butt off to be able to pay for me to go to university. And uh, so I had said, I really want that to be covered for the girls. 
And I said, well, do you want me to go back to work? Like, like full time. And he was like, no, I don't want you to, because this was always your dream. And I don't want to take that away from you. Um, and I was like, okay, but can you pause? Can you hear anything? No. Can you hear fuzzy? No. Okay. It must just be like my headphones maybe. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So he was like, when we first met and we first started dating, I said to him, I was very straightforward. I said, don't mess with me. <laughs> I was like, I want to have kids. I want to have two kids before I'm 30. And I want to be a stay at home wife. I was like, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a nurse, a teacher. I want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you can't provide that for me, halas, bye. I'll see yeah. you later. Cause I was in a, I want to settle down. Like that was my mode. And he was like, no, that's what I want um, in a household dynamic for him as well. Okay. Okay. I said, okay, cool. But I was like, but don't you ever feel like, I said, don't you feel resentment? Because you have to go to work. You don't necessarily love your job. And he was like, no, everything else outside of that is fine. Like family, our relationship, the kids. He liked that. And I was like, but don't you ever like just want to run away sometimes? I was like, I won't take offense because I mean, I've thought about leaving you guys. <laughs> like, like wow. I Wait, love you guys. Sorry. Back up. Where okay. was this conversation? Oh, just in TJI Fridays. Oh, why? Yeah, you know, just a casual date night conference in public. Okay, keep going. But the thing, it was very much just like how you and I are talking right now. Like there was no like emotional, like it, it it didn't trigger us. We were just talking casually. And I was like, it's not that I don't love you or that I don't love my kids, but there are days where I'm like, see ya, you know? And it like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, a lot has to do with our visa situation. Whereas I'm always like, if, if Nick didn't have this, this looming visa over his head and financially we need 80,000 in the pot for me us to go back to the UK mm-hmm. um then he could go back home he could be with his family he could be with his grandma he could be with his anybody he wanted to be with family wise and the girls could go back and they would be happy and I always have this little seed in the back of my head like if I wasn't around you guys could be happy it's toxic it's intrusive I know I mean but like very intrusive I know I know anyways so how active is that little scene I'm curious um, it sounds like it's active if you're talking about it at TGI Fridays oh yeah no no it's it's always on the back of my mind like if some if we have a particularly hard financial month let's say you know where the car needs repairing and we've just bought I don't know school uniforms or whatever we paid a big uh, if we've lost a lot of money that month, yeah, that will be in the back of my head. Or like if if I sense even that Nick feels like stressed, I I then like take on that stress and I'm like, I'm the stress. Mm-hmm. And he's he's very vocal and he'll go, That's crazy. That's and he will explain to me of all the reasons, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know. I'm not saying I'm gonna leave. I'm just saying sometimes I feel like a burden. But I'm not leaving. Anyways, that stop therapying me. Okay. No, I'm not trying to therapy <laughs> you. I'm just like, I'm curious how active that is. Yeah. Um, so we were so talking we- about burden, right? Dad burden. 
And also one more question. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but you asked him, do you ever feel like leaving? Because frankly, I do. And what did he say? He was like, no. And I was like, I said, don't lie. (laughs) I was like, you're telling me, swear to God, swear on your mom's life, swear on like, voila, you're telling me you've never thought about leaving. He goes, no. And I'm like, well, that's just weird. (laughs) Yeah. That's the difference between men and women, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, But then, so I was like, hold on, I'm just checking my notes. Um, Yeah, so I was like, so you financially, you have this over your head. And he was like, and I think it comes down to, this is my own, my own thought process, my own thoughts is, I wonder if men naturally just take on this, we have to provide, like society has kind of made this, they have to provide, they have to be the sole, like the main provider, even mm-hmm. though, like, even though, for example, you or your household, you're both two working uh, parents. I wonder if, I mean, I can't speak for him, obviously, but I wonder if men that have a wife at home that work, if they still feel like, they have that, like, we have to provide, even if you're both working. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like society has kind of made that men are providing and men should be like feeling this weight on their shoulders a bit more than women, maybe. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I almost like, so as you're saying that, I'm thinking in my head, like, like men have to provide, well, as society has said in the past and in many places in the world still continues to say that a man should provide for their family. I wonder if that's equivalent to like how society says women should be in charge of the children in the house. Yeah. I would say yes, but so it's like that societal pressure. And yes, I, I think um, that even with two full-time working um adults like Ellie and I both being full-time working parents I think that yes he does um still feel a huge sense of financial responsibility and not necessarily bringing that financial security in because obviously we're fortunate that we both have two jobs I mean I want to be working yeah Um, so not necessarily the um you know responsibility like I said to bring that money in but the future planning yeah and you know savings and investing and retirement and you know girls university we too hope to be able to pay you know for their university um and then that's just like that's a personal decision to each their own um but yeah, he definitely takes the lead in all of that, 100%. Yeah. Another thing that uh, comes up as well is, you know, and this goes for both Nick and I, we want to be able to make sure that we can take care of Joan and my mom and Nick's mom when it comes to it. Like, I often joke, but intentionally mean like, of course you can come live with us. Of course you can like stay with us. I'll like, I'll, ca- I'll care for you when you're old type thing. And I know that he definitely, for specifically with grandma Joan, yeah. we very much are like, we will take care of you. 
your our home is your home. Yeah. Like live with us, whatever expenses we want to be there to help you. We want, you know, so I think that even though this is not necessarily his responsibility, he takes that on as well. And there are so many things that I don't realize that he takes on of, mm-hmm. of looking after other people because he never says it. Whereas I'm like, I've got to do the laundry. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got, I've got the birthday. I've got Christmas. And, and he listens to me and he goes, yeah, absolutely. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I'm saying all of this stuff to him. Meanwhile, I don't actually like have a full-time job. I'm not a working mom. I'm not a working person. <laughs> and I'm like, and sometimes I'll say to him, like, I, um, I've just told you how tired and stressed I am. And I'm at home just about to like sit down and watch a TV show. <laughs> yeah, I just. I hear you because, I mean, I have those same kind of sometimes intrusive thoughts, um, sometimes just normal thoughts about, you know, feeling guilty for complaining or talking and stuff. But everyone, and I I mean, especially men and women, um, they just have different ways of getting it out, you know, of letting that stress go. I mean, I'll speak for Ellie. I mean, not like speak for him, but... Um, Ellie uses exercise as a way to get it all out, you know? And so I try and provide that space for him. Yeah. Um, I keep a lot of my thoughts to myself. Um, and like when you were telling me about this conversation, you're having it in TGI Friday. I'm like, well, that's really cool that she can like say all that. Like it takes me such a long time to muster up the strength to say something that then I'm like, it's too late. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, You reminded me of something that uh, Nick and I definitely still struggle with this is he tries not to let me know his stresses because he knows that I will take his stresses on. Yes. And I've tried not to let that like I'm trying I'm trying to work on that because mm-hmm. I know that that means that then he can't come to me when he's stressed because he's worried that I'm going to get stressed for his stress. Yeah, oh, totally. And so I think maybe every relationship. Yeah. So maybe that's like a block for men. Mm-hmm. Or or the one person in that relationship where they feel like they have to kind of protect the other person's safety, which is, you know, well, I mean, like mental, mental safety or mental health. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you find that, but I know Nick is definitely like, I don't want to tell you that we're tight on money this month because I don't want you to stress. But at the same yeah. time, I do need to tell you. Yeah. No, totally. I think that they sometimes do that as well. We should probably invite them on at one point to get their perspective on this. I literally asked Nick, I said, would you come on? Because like, I know that you're not really a social media person, but I think it would be interesting to have their, their input on it. Like I, like even the conversation that we had the other night, I said, like, we can't be the only ones that struggle, like, or that, not that we're struggling, but like, we can't be the only ones that like have these conversations or maybe people want to have them, but they don't feel like they can. Yeah. 
totally you are not the only ones having this conversation i think there are probably like millions of couples around the world having the same conversation right now um but maybe in their living room or at another restaurant um, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i mean this is like couples one-on-one isn't it yeah i mean the only do you know what's the funny is like being able to be open and honest with them and like at the same time not worry that they're going to worry about what you're worrying about and what you're stressed about you know i mean yeah. it's not any sort of um dynamic of a relationship i think yeah yeah i um it's funny because i only i ever had one other mom friend that kind of said like um or, or i'm gonna say mom acquaintance <laughs> uh that said like yeah me and my husband um definitely have struggle with me being a stay-at-home mom around money and him being a working uh husband because I think for stay-at-home moms and a working husband or spouse whatever uh I think money is always a, a thing that puts a bit of a I don't know like a a, a what is it, a pillar or something like a, a, a wedge? Yeah. Yeah. A oh, wedge, sure. that's the word. I'm sure. I think I I heard you say resentment mm-hmm. earlier. And I think because of that societal pressure or expectation of a woman to stay home with kids and do that work, mm-hmm. that the work that goes into that has been minimized for so long. Yeah, definitely. That when all of that work is minimized of keeping a clean house, and I'm talking like in in normal circumstances where we where one would not have live in help. Okay, so oh yeah, that was me for eight years. Yeah, and I say normal because that's my normal. It could be somebody else's. That could be somebody else's not normal. You know. Anyway, yeah. so in what I would consider a normal situation where someone doesn't have live in help to be a stay at full-time stay-at-home mom is a ton of work. I mean, taking care of the children, um, being the chef, being the um, uh, cleaning lady, being Mm -hmm. the emotional support and the go-to parent. Um, You know, what else? I'm I'm blanking right now. Doing the laundry, um, folding laundry, you know. School school drop off and pick up and maybe you're like on the PTA or, you know, there's just so much that goes into that. And yeah, I think again, because that has been minimized as like, yeah, that's just your job that I think that's where the resentment comes in. Yeah. I think when a mother's hard work is recognized and appreciated regularly I'm not saying once in a blue moon, I'm saying like daily or weekly, then there isn't so much resentment. When you look at the hours of of mothering being a full time mm-hmm. compared to um like a full time employee, I would say they're equal, if not greater. Yeah. I don't think that Nick has ever like made me feel like my work wasn't or like my I wasn't worth I think he's always said to me like you don't realize like you're worth blah 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 I hate that I like I don't complimenting me 
you guys have like the resentment, you know, that you were talking about. And I was just thinking like, that's probably where the resentment stems from. Oh, that's, you just jogged my memory of what I was going to say. So when I asked him about the resentment, he was like, no, I was like, but like, so you don't feel any way about, he was like, he basically was like, I don't feel resentment, but I do feel envious sometimes. He was like, a few years ago, he had said he wanted to start a podcast and I was trying to encourage him. I was like, come on, I know exactly. I was like, I know a YouTube channel, your name, you could have it all. I was like, I can help you. And he didn't do it. And he was like, and and he acted, he said, I chose not to do it because it was too much for me to do with working at the same time and everything else. Yeah. And I was like, I understand. Um, so he was like, so sometimes he sees me doing my freelancing stuff and he's like oh she's doing something she loves or I'm working I'm at home and I'm being a mom and taking care of the home and he's like oh she's doing what she loves or I'm doing a podcast with you and he's like she's doing what she loves or I'm messing on my own Instagram she's doing what she loves Mm. and then he's like and I'm going to to my job and I don't love this and so he's like I'm envious but I want this for you and I was like that's interesting like, I feel bad for you. I said, I feel really bad for you now. Who knows? Maybe you are giving him the strength to do it someday. If we can get him on this podcast. We're going to get him on. He's wise. He's Listen, wise. We'll get him on. There's going to be a part two, right? So yeah, that- there's got to be a part two. I think it'd be really good to hear Ellie's perspective as well. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to hear it. wanted to. We'd have to be like, we promise we won't. We promise our million and one viewers that you two are coming on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for those of you that are listening, we are going to aim for a part two. And um, before then, if there's any dads listening, let us know. Like, yeah. what's your mental load? What's your burden? And is anything that we said accurate or was it just baloney bunch of baloney coming out of two moms <laughs> that should stick to motherhood <laughs> <laughs> all right good night see you later